When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Welcome back. It is time to talk about the McLaren 2023 car launch, the MCL 60, the 60th anniversary. And I cannot wait to see these two drivers of Piastri and Norris take to the track in what is a very similar car, Tom Bellingham, the co-founder. Yeah, get in line. Here we go. Two of us, both (laughs) co-founders. But Tommy, it was very much the same. There's not a huge amount of craziness to talk about, uh, but slightly more black, slightly more carbon. Yeah. Uh, they've changed it a little bit. It's more, if you remember last year when we got the launch, there was a lot more orange uh, on it. However, as the season went on and this new kind of weight-saving trend, they lost a lot of the the orange from the side. They kind of also had it quite big on the airbox, uh, which they then removed towards the end of the season, and they've kind of still gone with that. Um, I think, personally, I actually like it I actually do like this. Um, I really didn't like the livery last year when it was first released, um, but I think they've neatened it up a little bit. Uh, it is a shame that there's so much black. Unfortunately, that's just a modern trend uh, of Formula One, uh, a trend that I really hope gets uh, kind of nipped in the bud quickly by the rule makers or something, because it is a shame that we're just getting down this line of, in three years' time, it feels like every car will just be carbon with like a line of color on to distinguish what what the car is. So, um, but no, I like it. I feel like there should be like a paint allowance, you know, like yeah, hey, you can count, have five hundred grams or whatever the hell they need to add on some paint and be a bit more creative with it. You know, that can just be a specific paint allowance. I don't know if that would actually work or not. But either or, Paint I, I, uh, yeah. yeah, look, let's just do it. You know, we are the uh, owners of Formula One, aren't we? We, we get to be able to yeah. choose. Teams uh, all pick all their colours and then like Dulux Paint deliver the the thing with the exact weight needed. Yes, Something like that, that, you know, just because they strip it off. No, they're not allowed to. They have to paint the entire car, mm. even if it's with black paint. There you go. We've now fixed Formula One. But no, I, I wish there was a bit more orange. Uh, personally, it feels like a, a lot of the cars... Uh, are going to have uh, quite a bit of carbon on it, um, but no, it's not a it's not a terrible livery by any stretch. I still love the uh, the chrome wheel covers. I think that's very yeah. That's that's an awesome way of doing the whole Google sponsorship, uh, in my opinion. And um, yeah, it's not it's not by any means a bad livery. I think it's a slight step back from the the orange the more orange car that that I quite enjoyed. But apart from that. The car launch itself, Tommy, let's talk about that. I think yes. McLaren have absolutely stuck a nail in it and smashed it because Agreed. they did a bit of historical montage. They had a bit of chat with, you know, Zach Brown, Andrea Stella, not Andrea Seidel, Andrea Stella, 
<laughs> you, uh, boss uh, at McLaren. And then, of course, you had Lando and Oscar as well, have a bit of a chit-chat with them. But it's it was nicely wrapped up. Me, me and you, Tommy, we've been to McLaren car launches in the past, and I feel like it was longer. I don't know if it's because we were there and we were like, oh, my God, this is incredible, and we were, like, counting every second. But mm. I feel like car launches, especially for McLaren, were, were longer. Yeah. Last year they did the whole thing where they – kind of got the IndyCar and the McLaren Shadow and the Extreme E and it went on for ages. And they had the We've, song as well, didn't they, that Danny Rick oh, and Lando I made? I forgot about that. That was, that was a bit cringy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. the, um, so we've had Red Bull where it was the most boring corporate launch went on for ages. Alpha Tauri just revealed it very quick and we kind of had that opposite problem of going, oh, you know, you want a bit of build-up. For me, I agree. They have absolutely nailed that. Nice historical video about Formula One that keeps you interested. Then fair play. I don't mind people coming out and having a chat because it's the drivers. It's not the the CEO of Google Chrome chatting for 40 minutes about how great Google Chrome is. You know, we want the drivers come out. It's interesting. We get a nice little bit of build up for them to talk about it. The team principal and Zach Brown came out, had a short chat. And then straight onto the car reveal. I think they've absolutely nailed this, and I think this is a this is a lesson to to car launches how it should be. You still get still it still felt like an event, but we weren't there in chat going, "Oh my god, come on, hurry up!" Yeah, exactly. Well done, and, McLaren. And I think even well with the done. hosts, they had Ariana Bravo, of course, is you know in the F one world and does a lot of that, and I think she did a great job. And alongside Vic Vic Star One Two Three, who of course part of the Sidemen and all that good stuff, and as much as he was a little bit nervous, you could tell. I would be absolutely cacking my pants if I was doing that kind of thing, knowing the amount of eyeballs on there. But also it's a good idea in the sense of trying to bring more eyeballs fans to McLaren. It's, 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 it makes perfect sense from a marketing perspective to have someone like that with such a following uh, to do that. So um, yeah, he, he, he did a good job as well, um, considering it's not his, not his forte. So overall, now all McLaren have to do was it fearlessly yes. forward? What did they call it? What did they say? Yeah, or forever forward? For- or was it forever, forever forward? I think it was forever forward. One of those. Uh, so that means they cannot finish fifth or below in the constructors after saying that. <laughs> That's um, a lot of pressure. Yeah, but is it? Is it for McLaren? They got beaten by Alpine, as you well know, Tommy, because you had to buy Alpine merch uh, last year because you made a very silly bet uh, yeah, that, that no silly. one would break into the top four. Can McLaren, will McLaren break into the top four? Because there's a big question surrounding them, not over their driver lineup as such. Norris and Piastri, I think, are going to be a great pairing. But the fact that they've lost Andreas Seidel, who, in my opinion, seemed like he had his S together and seemed like a very good team principal. Now, of course, he's been snapped up by Audi very early for their 2026 campaign, which kind of shows all you need to know about how people rate him in the paddock. Now, of course, you've got Andrea Stella taking his place, and you do wonder if there's going to be a teething period for McLaren. Can they break into that top four? I think it's, I think it's doubtful. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'm not, not hugely hopeful of McLaren making a big step forward. They, like you say, that that car launch. You know the the montage showing the likes of Senna, Prost, Hakkinen, Hamilton, all these champions that they had, the good years at McLaren where they were the dominant force, and then to be like, this is this is not the end, this is the beginning or whatever, and and hold fearlessly forward or whatever it's called. Um, for the, yeah, and then if they finished sixth in the constructors, it would be a bit embarrassing, wouldn't it? So they need to make a step forward. Um, 
not, it's where they they should be. A big team like McLaren, um, you know, they've got their amazing technology center with loads of history. They've got, in my opinion, one of the best drivers are on the grid in Lando Norris and the best upcoming talent there's been in a while in Piastri. So they need to deliver for those two drivers because we've said it before. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to ask, ask a question off that. You you didn't back my boy as much, Piastri, uh, in the uh, predictions video. You said, I'm on the fence. Have you now fallen off the fence on the side of Piastri doing well? No, I'm still, as in, he did very well. What I'm saying is he did his very well in junior. Yeah, his credentials. I still worry that he could, just more the fact that Lando could be a bit of a teammate killer and the the car's built around Lando and it might be a difficult car to drive. Um but yeah, uh, you, you can't even if you even if you think that, which uh, I do, that he might struggle or might take a little bit of time to get up to speed. You can't argue with him deserving to be in Formula One because all you can do is win everything. I mean, people get into Formula One without even winning a title, and he's won all of them. So he deserves to be there, absolutely. He certainly does. Uh, we're live on Twitch at the moment. Matt P1, Tommy, if you haven't followed us already. And uh, there's someone in the chat, Grognak, who said, waiting for Piastri to grow a personality. I feel that's savage. Uh, that's savage. I think he's an incredibly nice guy who's just joined Formula One. And he's going to find his feet. If you remember when Lando first joined Formula One, he was like he was like a deer in headlights. He he was yeah. just happy to be there. Same with Alex Albon. And then think of how loved they are now. I think Oscar Piastri could still go that same sort of curve where he just finds his feet he is innately a very nice person i've you know been lucky enough to meet him and spend some time with him and yeah i i, I think people need to give him a, you know a bit of a bit of a time to to settle in and get used to the world of formula one exactly not everyone can go in and be this amazing well you know daniel ricardo i'm sure i'm sure mclaren would much rather him be good <laughs> And actually uh, deliver results uh, than be uh, PR trained, and um, you know he'll get there. He's a new new driver, and to be fair, I, I'm surprised by that. But then we've not really seen too much from him at the moment, and naturally, you know, he's he's starting out, and uh, he'll get used to it. So overall, then, Tommy, where do you think McLaren are going to finish this year? Fifth or sixth? Okay, I'm going to go with fifth. I don't think it's fearlessly stalemate, uh, which is not quite the same. Fearlessly slightly backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, indeed. It'll be interesting to see, though. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Right, let's move on now to the Aston Martin car launch. Almost seamlessly. It's not like two hours has passed since the last time we spoke about car launches, Tommy. But here we are. The car has been released and it is hardly any different. But at least there's not too much carbon on it that it loses its identity a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, a, it's a sexy car. I'm not going to lie to you. I love the uh, the stripe on the side. I love the green. It's it, I actually, to be honest, I'm not even going to complain that they haven't really changed it. I think it's a I think it's a winner. Yeah, it was it was one of the best liveries last year. The fact that all these teams now are doing the whole carbon thing. Maybe maybe by race three, it's just carbon with that little yellow stripe on. Hopefully not, but it's a great it's a great car. You can see why they've not changed it. They nailed it last year by getting rid of the BWT pink, if you like, and having that kind of AMR green on it. And it's just a great great looking car. So you can't can't be too mad that um, it's not changed, uh, even if we had to sit through half an hour of Lawrence Stroll to get here. Yeah, you're a big fan of uh, not changing what isn't broken, aren't you, Tommy? Uh, you're Absolutely. a big fan of the Red Bull livery, for example, but maybe slight downgrade, do you think, for that particular car this year due to all of the sponsors? But um, yeah, the Aston Martin, I, I I do really like. I think it was an amazing livery last year, and it's really no different this year. And uh, why, why change uh, what is loved by a lot of fans? Um, so let's talk about... Oh, you're going to say something. I, was I felt like say, something just, really good was about to come out of your mouth. Here it we go. wasn't that good, but it was just Wait, someone. What's happening? Chat saying Crofty. What's happening in the, I'm guessing in the car he's launch? Just, he's just. Uh, <laughs> did they really? Oh, just fan questions from. They're Crofty. doing fan questions. I love how we turned it off. Thinking, Nothing interesting. And Crofty appears, but that's fine. It's just fan questions. Uh, I was just going to say that someone in chat mentioned Ferrari is red. Aston Martin is green, like that's that is their identity. So these is are that kind the new of roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> rhyme, <laughs> but these are the kind of things where you don't expect these teams, like these manufacturers, to change because that's their identity. If you like, we can understand maybe teams like Haas and Alpha Tower and stuff. They, they they're the ones that could switch things up at the end of the day. But Aston Martin is that kind of British racing green, although they've changed the green ever so slightly. Not that I can really tell from the the pictures but we're a fan all the same of the livery i think it'll look uh, it'll look nice once again what about the launch now i know hmm. you kind of spoke about lawrence stroll and we were having quite an interesting discussion actually uh over on twitch matt p1 tommy if you don't follow us already uh where during the launch of course we were doing a watch along and we both came to the same opinion that the way in which aston martin deliver their brand to formula one fans is not exactly the most easy-to-love brand out there. And you kind of likened it to McLaren 20 years ago, where they were very much like a stiff, upper-class, rich person's kind of brand, and you don't really have that accessibility factor to them, whereas McLaren obviously changed their their, their sort of tone of voice and, and how they approach fans massively, and they became one of the most liked uh, you know, teams in the sport. Aston, on the other hand, not so much. No, kind of opposite. And you could kind of maybe understand if they were that way, if they were like McLaren 20 years ago, where they were absolutely dominant winning. And it's like, we're the best. We make the best cars. We don't need to sort of, yeah, like appeal to fans because we are just this kind of corporate, amazing car brand. But I don't know. There's just something a bit not hugely likable about 
them and and this is obviously me and and anyone that knows me will know that I love the the plucky underdogs and obviously they took over the pluckiest of all underdogs when they were racing point and uh, they somehow finished was it third or fourth in a constructors championship when they essentially had a, a shed to make their car in uh, and now they've got this swanky new factory so like McLaren we, that we were talking about earlier we need to see some improvement from Aston Martin because that five-year plan is uh, creeping up. It is. And I guess that is the thing, right? You have to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk uh, as Aston Martin. And I think Lawrence Stroll even said in his uh, 20-minute monologue, and it wasn't a monologue, he did have an interview, I'm only kidding, but it was quite a long chat, where um, he was saying, you know, when I'm passionate about something, I win. And I'm like... So what's happened the first two years? How much passion are you passionate now? Are they actually going to win now or in five years or 10 years? It's clearly something that for me, clearly, you know, this five-year plan, if they don't deliver on that and start winning races by then, Aston Martin are going to question whether Formula One is even the right sport for them to be in because it doesn't match their luxury top of the pile kind of brand image that they're trying to get across. They can't be a midfield car forever. Otherwise, it just doesn't fit with what Aston Martin is supposedly. <laughs> no, they need to start improving because this is the thing with manufacturers. They all want to look good. And obviously Ford coming into Red Bull, that's kind of why they've joined Red Bull because they know they're going to be top of the grid. It would look weird if Audi were a midfield team. You just don't really think of Audi as a midfielder. Um, so all these manufacturers, only one of them can be top of the pile. And uh, yes, Aston Martin need to start delivering now after all these speeches about how great they're going to be and all this stuff. Racing point, won a race. Aston Martin has nearly won a race. One podium. Unfortunately, Sebastian Vettel got disqualified, but that was close. But either or, they need to start delivering. uh, Absolutely. And that is the next question. How do we think they're going to do this season? Of course, Fernando Alonso, alongside... Lance Stroll and Lance seemed reasonably energetic for what Lance Stroll usually is. Happiest I've ever seen him. He looked buzzing. I don't know Absolutely. if that was just the fact that uh, when they came out for the launch, uh, Fernando was doing this very weird, like hopping run, run. Yeah. and maybe it was just making him laugh or something. Yeah, it was strange. I or, don't know if he was trying to catch up or. Or he's still on uh, buzzing at the fact that Fernando Alonso called him a future world champion. Um, maybe it's given him the motivation he needs. All I'm saying is Fernando Alonso got some serious pay packet coming in if he's saying <laughs> stuff like that to the Checking media. That was that, in that his that contract. Is, yeah, you will say 10 nice things about Lance Troll per month. <laughs> <laughs> but either or, how do we think they're going to do this season? I, I'm i not convinced that Aston Martin are going to be particularly good. Obviously, Fernando Alonso will rag the absolute life out of the car. Um, but if you've seen our 2023 predictions uh, video and stream, I essentially thought that Alonso was going to 23-0 Lance Stroll in qualifying. So I feel like it's going to be very much a one-sided team in terms of performances. That's not to say that Stroll hasn't delivered in races sometimes. You know, we've seen uh, when he was alongside Vettel, he'd be qualifying 17th and then appear in 10th at the end of the race and, and, and bag a point. So it's still going to be interesting, but I, Fernando, for me should wipe the floor with with Lance and as a team overall I just feel like it's going to be much of the same as what we saw last year I'm going to double down on my prediction of 
uh, Alonso finishing P7, and I'm going to say that Aston Martin finished fourth in the constructors' title. Uh, they beat McLaren and Alpine, and uh, are moving on up. Aston Martin are going to finish fourth in the constructors. Yeah, that's my prediction. Clip it chat. now, chat. <laughs> Twitch chat uh, are reacting to this right now, saying bold that no way, Tommy, and uh, a lot of no ways and bolds. Uh, let's let's see what Bahrain has to say. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I can't wait to see them get knocked out in Q one. Yeah, and you're like, Twitch yeah, chat. fourth in the constructors. Twitch chat has, uh, has enjoyed that one. They uh, they have really gone against you on that one. No trash. One of them. One someone called you trash, and they're a subscriber we'll as well. But okay, interesting. I think they'll finish about seventh in the constructors, and uh, we will see. Though, uh, well done, Aston Martin. Uh, to be fair, actually, we we shut off the launch early. Apparently, Crofty was asking questions to fans and all kinds of stuff, so we missed out on, on some serious excitement. Tommy, are you, are you gutted? I'm absolutely gutted. Um, we we just pretty much. As soon as the the car was launched, we're like, no, they're probably not going to say anything more interesting. We sat through all that Lawrence Stroll speech. One thing that was quite funny, if you were with us on chat, you'll have heard this, but um, before we knew there was going to be that long Lawrence Stroll speech because they disabled comments on the YouTube video. And you said it, didn't you, straight away, Matt? You're like, yep, we're going to get a big old (laughs) Lawrence Stroll speech. Big old speech, and he absolutely delivered. Now, as you're listening, and as we are in your ears right now over on Audio Podcasts, thank you so much for the support on the podcast uh, so far, by the way. Just wanted to say we hit number one in the UK for overall podcasts on the charts, which is absolutely insane. So if you haven't already, please follow the RSS feed and all that good stuff to make sure that you're kept up to date with all the podcasts. But it's been incredible. And if you watch on YouTube, we love you as well. Thank you so much for the, uh, the support and reception over there as well. Tommy, final thoughts? kind of stolen them because yeah the the support i i genuinely feel like i'm about to wake up any moment because we've not even been started a week yet and uh the support has been unbelievable seeing you guys share um that you're listening to the podcast watching the videos and stuff from all around the world seeing where we are in the charts uh it's been incredible so yes exciting times ahead and more car launches to come love to see it cannot wait thank you so much uh, for watching and listening we'll see you tomorrow for the constructors and drivers world championship car launch ferrari and it's on valentine's day as well so lots of love to them tomorrow cannot wait frank is in the chat as well not in the chat in the camera but also i guess in chat and he's licking tommy's face on that note we'll see you very soon audio slash youtube people Bye. bye Frank Yorn, if Aston Martin are going to finish fourth in the Constructors' Championship. Frank Yorn, if Tommy is chatting absolute BS. (laughs) No, he's indifferent. He's not even listening to you. No, Uh, he's bored. Good stuff. P1 is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.